Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Decal Download Podcast, your source for the latest news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. Here with Commissioner Amy Jacobs, I'm Reg Griffin. We appreciate you joining us this week and every week. You can always find us at decal.ga.gov or look for us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, X, formerly Twitter, and YouTube, plus a lot more. So uh, check us out and talk with us on social media. Well, this month, DECAL is offering child care tuition assistance for early educators in Georgia to help the child care industry recruit and retain professional staff. Using funds from the American Rescue Plan Act, or ARPA, this program will support the cost of child care for children of individuals working at 30 licensed child care programs in the state. And Commissioner, that's 24 child care learning centers six family child care learning homes and applications are being accepted right now. Yeah, that's what I'm told. Uh, we open the applications and we're hoping we get a good response. It's the first time we've ever done anything like this. Right. Uh, so we're kind of building the process to make sure uh, it runs smoothly. But we do think this is an important benefit that we may be able to offer to child care teachers. Well, it's it's an inventive uh, program, and we're going to talk about whose idea that was in just uh, a second. But joining us to talk about tuition assistance for early educators is Dr. Christy Moore, DECAL Director of Professional Learning, and Shanae Holmes is our Workforce Development Specialist. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Great topic today, by the way. I love this. Christy, uh, let me ask you, knowing that the answer is sitting right next to you, actually, but how did the idea for a pilot program like this uh, come about? Now, this is really Commissioner Jacobs' brainchild. I know that, um, and certainly she can speak to this. I know that she has a lot of providers that reach out to her. She's very attentive to the needs of providers across the state and is really good at hearing and listening to what they have to say. And so um, she created this program to really support what she was hearing from providers around recruiting and retaining a workforce um, in Georgia. And so... Certainly, Commissioner, I, I think you could speak to yeah, that Yeah, I'm happy to speak to it. And I can't say I created it. I just said, can we do this? And Chrissy said yes. Um, <laughs> and now Sinead's on board. Yes. Um, but, you know, Chris, just exactly what Chrissy said, we hear over and over again that there's such workforce issues in the child care industry. Um, and without these teachers in the classroom every day, it's not good for kids. And it's not good for parents that need to go to work. And so we've tried a lot over the years. We've, we've invested a lot in the child care teachers. Um, just in general, um, and we continue to do that. We did a lot with our COVID relief dollars, over $100 million in power payments, which was $1,000 three times um, as just kind of bonus payments to teachers. We've invested a lot in uh, helping teachers get their credentials and providing tuition assistance and scholarships and wage supplements. And so we're trying it all. One thing that we don't control our wages that these private child care programs, uh, you know, pay to their employees. We can't control that. So we're trying to stay in our lane. But one thing we want to try and what we've heard from child care providers and from teachers is we also have young children. Child care is really expensive. And if we can help support and supplement that cost for them to keep them in the workforce, to recruit them to re the workforce, um, it's worth a try. We're mm -hmm. willing to, to invest money um, into that. And, and that's why we've developed this pilot program. Yeah. Have you heard of anything similar? 
to this in any other states or was this you know, unique? I, I just read an article that Kentucky did something different, but they saw a decrease in their subsidy program. And so they added their teachers to their subsidy program. Well, these teachers are professionals. We want to elevate the profession. We want to encourage them. And so we didn't want to, you know, and we didn't want to add it to our subsidy program. And honestly, we've seen an uptick in the, in the number of children that we're serving in subsidy. So we wanted to do this different kind of in conjunction with the professional development division that, uh, that Christy Lee and our decal scholars program that's been around for over 20 years and so we wanted to add it as kind of a professional development incentive um, but I don't know if any other states are doing I haven't heard maybe they might be doing something I don't know we're going to say we're the only one yeah our knowledge uh, we're the only one doing it but I bet we'll get some attention once we get it up and rolling. well and I think it gives the providers an opportunity to participate yes. as well so um, should they decide to opt in they can that's right and uh, that that gives them an opportunity to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they want to do that for mm-hmm. their workforce. Um, and if we can assist them with that, I think it will be worth our our while. Right. Well, like I said, the turnover rate among professionals working in Georgia's early child care and education industry is an obstacle to providing high quality care to Georgia's children. Shanae, are we hoping this will help employees in the child care program selected stay in their jobs? Yes, of course. We really need this. It's a great incentive. It assists professionals and lightens their load. It also keeps them within their program because, I mean, you're the best teacher when you're teaching your own job. Right. Mm. <laughs> it's convenient, too. I mean, for them. But, yeah, we, we definitely need to be helping them. So here's the big news. Applications now open on our DECAL website at decal.ga.gov. We're accepting applications through the end of the day, Friday, October 20th, 2023. Christy, I have heard tell, as they say, this is not a difficult application to fill out. That is true. We, we intentionally wanted it to be very straightforward, simple, asking for information that providers have readily available to them. We know providers are busy right now. If they're trying to recruit staff, they might be short staffed. So we, we didn't want them to spend hours and hours completing an application. So this asks some basic information about the program, your license information, what are your published child care tuition rates. And then, of course, we're asking for information on staff that these employers think would be eligible for this. We want to know basically their role, their name, and their PDS number. Um, And that's really what we're asking. We want This is really more of a way for providers to express their interest in participating in the program than it is a strenuous application process. Mm -hmm. You said uh, you've had some providers say, what can I say? To get me <laughs> selected for this, <laughs> which I love. Cut to the chase. Right, right. But, but there's really, it's a pretty straightforward mm-hmm. application. Right. And what you can do is be accurate and complete hit that complete submit button mm-hmm. by 5 p.m. on October 20th. And as long as your information's accurate and you hit submit by then, you will be considered. Right. Right. <laughs> Very good. Well, and we will select a total of 30 licensed child care programs and employees working at those locations will be offered the child care tuition assistance. Is that correct? What's that going to look like? This is good. Yes, the lucky one selected. <laughs> the lucky ones. So there are 24 child care learning centers and then six child care learning homes that are chosen. So it's very specific. How soon will we be able to notify the programs that are selected? We will be letting providers know by the end of October if they've been selected for the program. So we hope to have a pretty quick turnaround in the selection process. I like everything about this. Yes. Simple application. That's right. 
quick turnaround, yes. letting folks know. I love it. Uh, so you need to apply, and uh, you need to do it before Friday. So about a $5 million project under the American Rescue Plan Act, we cover 75%. The child care program pays 15%, and the employee pays 10%. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So we're going to cover that that bulk of that tuition payment, which is that 75% that you mentioned. Um, employers need to pay at least 15%. So where there's some flexibility here is with that 10% that we're asking for the employee to pay. Providers can actually choose to cover that additional 10% themselves if they want to and pay that 25% full difference that DECAL is not covering so that the employee um would not pay anything out of pocket. Right. We wanted to give employers that flexibility to choose between that 15 and that 25 based on what their budgets will allow. Sure. We know a lot of different programs facing a lot of different circumstances, right. so mm -hmm. that's great. Oh, so are there requirements for the child care employees who might receive this assistance? So to be eligible, child care employees must work at least 30 hours per week as a family child care learning center provider, aid or assistant, or a Georgia pre-K teacher or assistant teacher, child care leader teacher or assistant teacher, child care director or assistant director, child care floater, or school age staff working in licensed child care. So it covers many, many different roles. And in case providers forget that list, it is a long list. Um, that, that information is spelled out in the application as well, so that when providers are completing it, they know who to put on their eligible employee list. Mm -hmm. So 30 hours a week is the minimum yes. and it will cover an infant to a school age child. So that's good for the yeah. after school. A lot of times I know sometimes I fail to talk about the after school needs, um, but we know teachers have those needs because yes. a school day yes. doesn't match a work day. We just dedicated a, a well, coming up, a podcast uh, on after-school right. care. That's right. So stay tuned for that because it is very important. So applications have been open uh, since October 11th. They'll continue through October 20th. And, and Christy, I know there's a lot of details, but how will these programs be selected? Yeah, that's a great question. And we've already established this application is very different from what we typically do at DECAL, where we might have a grant application that um, has a scoring process attached to it and the, the answers are scored and then whoever scores the highest is receives a grant. In this case, it's really a very different process. So once the application period closes, the first thing we're going to do is look at where these programs are located regionally. Ideally, we would have representation across the entire state of providers participating participating in the pilot rural urban um, in, a, in the most perfect world we would have equal representation from each of decal six uh, service areas or regions that cover the state from there once that's done then our research department will create a really nice little script that will just pull providers out on a, put them on a list and those are the ones that will participate okay. um, I do want to just remind people this is a very small pilot we've had a lot of interest in the program right now we're only looking to include 30 providers. Um, so it is a small pilot, and I think that's important for people to remember. Mm -hmm. What do you hope to do when you have a pilot like this? What does that really mean to the average person? What are, you, what are we trying to learn? How do you learn 
things from it? Sure, yeah. And we're working very closely with our research department to gather data from this process. So providers that are participating, in addition to getting the benefit of the tuition assistance, we will be asking them for regular reports to provide us information about how it's impacting them. As Commissioner Jacobs said, we believe this will help with recruitment and retention. We won't know that until we actually do it and see. So in an ideal world, we would see that these providers are seeing less turnover than a provider's across the state on average mm-hmm. are. So we'll be collecting information about are people staying? Are you seeing them, that you're able to recruit people to come and work in your program because this is an added benefit you can provide? So we'll be asking those questions of providers periodically throughout the time period that they receive the tuition assistance to understand, does this do what we think it will do, which right. is help those providers recruit high quality employees and keep them in the program right that's the goal of well course. that's such an important piece of it because yeah. we are investing five million dollars but before we invest any more we want to make sure it works and right. um, we think it will work like christy said mm-hmm. but until we have some actual data which we really try to make all our decisions based on data at decal and research and to be quite honest it takes a minute to set up a program like this and so it gives our staff um some time to make sure that their process is right if we were to expand it um any any further so it's kind of a a double benefit in my opinion to start with a pilot and like we all say decal's really good at pilots because georgia pre-k started as a pilot program for 750 children 31 years ago and it worked out pretty well it worked out pretty well so yeah yeah I love the fact when we mention a lot on the podcast that we are a data-driven organization. But what I love about this example is that it started as a simple what-if scenario. What if we helped child care workers pay for their own child care? I wonder what would happen. Because it's small, uh, we can gather data and we'll know. We can work from a, from a, a point of knowledge versus a gut feel or whatever, but this will answer those questions. Yeah, right. So. That's And that's very important. We want to know, as, right. as Commissioner Jacob said, before we invest any more of the taxpayers' money, we right. want to know, is this the right investment? Right. I think people can see the need and they can see the reasoning behind it. Now we just have to gather the information and let you know. That's right. and, and so this will cover them for the year? Or how long? Right. That's a great question. So um, as I said, we'll announce the recipients. We'll contact them by the end of October. They will be able to start billing us in November on a monthly basis. So they will bill us in November for their October um, child care tuition expenses and then each month thereafter for the previous month. They'll be able to bill us through August of 2024. And the reason for that is the ARPA dollars do have to be spent by September of 2024. And so that last billing cycle will allow us to have those funds paid out before the end of September. Gotcha. Right. Okay. And I have to give credit to Christy and her team because they put this together pretty quickly, yeah. um, which is another good reason for a pilot, um, you know, allows them, we know the needs are pretty urgent and we needed to try something in addition to everything else that we're doing for the workforce. And so they were able to stand this up pretty quickly and it helps when we're, we're doing 30 programs as opposed to thousands, which Maybe that's a dream. Yeah. Well, you never know. We'll, we'll see, see if it works. We'll see if it works. <laughs> you know, we normally ask these questions off the top of the podcast, but I'm going to take the liberty here. Shanae, are you fairly new to? Well, I began directly in the middle of the pandemic, <laughs> October <laughs> of 2020. So um, I was with um, more with IT first, um, assisting with the PDS system. Okay. And I moved over last year, I believe, uh, to the workforce system 
Yes. So I've been here for a year at the with the workforce system. So and I was in the midst of ARPA dollars mm-hmm. and new programs. Oh, wow. <laughs> so this is nothing new. Yeah. Yeah. Shanae has become quite adept at creating new programs. Awesome. As you said, Commissioner doing it quickly. She was the lead on our classroom grants project that you mm-hmm. might remember. Right. Yes. She's also leading some grants that we're doing for CDA trainers yes. through our ARPA dollars. So mm-hmm. she's good at at taking programs and standing them up quickly, as you said, Commissioner. <laughs> Great. That's terrific. Uh, yeah, I was thinking that that was the case, yes. but man, to join us in that time frame and right. to be with us now, mm-hmm. you can see a lot of things changing. But yes. uh, you also see the nuts and bolts of these programs as they're being put together and Correct. and fulfilling their the needs mm-hmm. and seeing the benefits. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I really see the feedback from the trainers, mm-hmm. from everyone that benefits from these dollars. So that's that's the best part, and to see them continue on, yeah. especially with this pilot program. So if you know Shanae personally, she seems to know where the money is. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to get to know her a little bit better. Who knows? But yeah, this is great. Well, as you can tell, I'm very excited about this program. Yeah. I want to encourage everyone to apply. Even though we're doing 30, it would be great. Just apply if you're interested so we know the need. That's another piece of information that will help us make future decisions. If we've got a, a huge need, I mean, that helps us to make future decisions. So um, don't be discouraged with this simple application um, and that we're only choosing 30 recipients. But where can listeners go for more information if they do want to apply? Well, there's a number of different places. On our DECAL website, which Reg mentioned earlier, on the banner, there is a place for you to apply. Also on the Workforce Supports Updates page, that has tons of everything that we're doing. The grants, the CDA trainer grants, um, those that that Christy mentioned earlier, you can apply there. And if you have specific questions, you can email us at proflearning, P-R-O-F-L-E-A-R-N-I-N-G, at decal.ga.gov. All right. Perfect. Very good. And Christy, I'll give you a chance to say what I know you often say to folks, and that is they need to be registered under GAPDS. Yes, most definitely. Um, the Georgia Professional Development System, or, P- or PDS as we loving, lovingly call it, is our workforce registry in Georgia. And we do encourage people to register, create a profile. Um, you can upload your credentials and degrees there, and those will get reviewed. Um, and it's really important for everyone who is in our workforce to register in Georgia PDS. So it gives us a really good idea of who is in the workforce, um, what credentials people have, where people are working, um, and it's a great way to keep track of your professional growth as a member of this workforce and a member of this community. We encourage, as I said, anyone. So DECAL staff are part of this uh, PDS, uh, trainers, technical assistance providers, of course, teachers and directors and assistant teachers as well. So we definitely encourage participation in PDS. And thank you for asking, giving us a chance to um, encourage people to participate. What's the website? It's GAPDS decal.ga.gov. All right. So if you're not registered, now would be a good time. Now is a good time. All right. Very good. Uh, we're so excited about this program and the impact that uh, it potentially can have on child care workers and the child care industry in Georgia. Hear us well. We care about the child care staffing issues that you're dealing with, and we're trying everything we can think of, um, really thinking outside the box to help you through these difficult days. So please take advantage of this. Again, the deadline is uh, coming up in just a few days, so we're going to rush this podcast uh, out there, post it, 
get it out there and get the word out as soon as we can so that you can get your application in by close of business on Friday, October 20th. And close of business is 5 p.m. 5 p.m. That's right. Well, unless you work here, and then it's like 7.30, oh. 8 o'clock. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, thanks for being with us. Good luck with the project, and uh, congratulations on everything you've done so far. It's terrific. Thanks. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Now, what are your questions for Commissioner Jacobs? Let's go to the water cooler. Hi, my name is Dana Morrison, and I work in the Child Care Services Division. My question for Commissioner Jacobs is, what are some of your favorite Georgia pre-K week memories? Uh, well, Dana, thank you for your question. I did enjoy celebrating Georgia Pre-K Week, uh, which was October 2nd through the 6th. Um, I personally love to go to classrooms and, and read to four-year-olds because they're very entertaining and they, they like you. They don't know who you are, but they like you. <laughs> um, but one of my other favorite parts is just seeing the participation. We had great participation this Georgia Pre-K Week. A lot of legislators, a lot of community leaders uh, out and about. I've run into some of my agency head colleagues, uh, Dr. Kathleen Toomey mm -hmm. and Joy Hawkins and Lynn Riley from the Student Finance Commission. They all told me how they had such a great time. It made their whole day. And so it's really those stories that um, that I like to hear as well after Georgia Pre-K Week. Now, you had an interesting experience because you read with uh, a translator reading the Spanish version. I did. I'd never done that before. And so I read to, it was actually a dual language pre-K class. And so right. they have a teacher that speaks English and they have a teacher that speaks Spanish because the majority of their students speak Spanish. And so, yes. I read the book in English, and then he repeated me in Spanish. So it was you do a, a line, and he'd do a line. Yeah. And well, the book was, I mean, it had, you know, it was Spanish and English together. Oh, and so, okay. yeah, I read the page, and then he read the page. How was that? What was that like? It was, oh, I didn't know what he was saying, yeah. because I don't speak Spanish, <laughs> but the kids loved it. Yeah, they got it all. <laughs> the they kids it loved it. Yeah, so it's good that they got to hear it. Time to give you a chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers to this question. Email your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question. How many child care programs will be selected for this pilot project offering assistance with child care tuition? How many child care programs will be selected for this pilot project offering assistance with child care tuition. If you answer that correctly and we draw your name, you could win a prize from Callaway Resort and Gardens, College Football Hall of Fame, Dollywood, Fun Spot America, Georgia Aquarium, Georgia Lottery, Georgia Public Broadcasting, Lakeshore Learning Materials, McDonald's, The School Box, and Wild Adventures Theme Park. Again, how many child care programs are we selecting for this pilot project offering assistance with child care tuition. Send your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for listening to the Decal Download Podcast. The Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning improves outcomes for children and families by strengthening early learning experiences and partnership with early education programs, professionals, stakeholders, families, and communities. Their vision is that every child in Georgia will have equal access to high-quality early care and education. For more information, visit their website at decal.ga.gov. Join the conversation at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M-Jacobs. Oh.